Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Components. I'm Ren, product marketer at Hereto and your podcast MC. I'm Patrick, CEO here at Hereto. And I'm Jared, lead solutions consultant. Thanks for joining us on our weekly conversation about componentized and structured content. Hope you enjoy this 15 or so minutes of fun talking about everything from data to innovations in AI. All right, let's get into it. Good luck, John. <laughs> Try to edit this, John. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Most headless CMSs I've seen use Markdown inside of the field level. Um, so they're they're basically web forms, uh, which makes them structured content. Um, and when you have like rich text fields, what they use inside of there is is Markdown typically, mm -hmm. um, or it's some it's something which is which is very very similar to Markdown. Um, I'm assuming there are some out there that use more of like an HTML paradigm. They probably use like CK editor or something, and that would probably give them more capability to manage down into the uh, the word level. But um, the ones the the most popular ones that I've interacted with don't do that, and therefore they lack the ability to typically to manage things um, right down to the sentence, paragraph, and word level. So that was what I mean. What I wanted to push on a little bit was whether those things count as component content management systems because part of our definition or at least part of the industry definition of a component content management system is is a group of us just going look they need to have these things i mean there's even an iso standard out there about what a, a component content management system needs to have and a lot of the headless cms's don't meet that standard so, so I, I think that's an interesting point and i think that that it's fair to push back on that um so, and, and to an extent, I, I agree with you. What I guess I would say is that the definition of a component content management system as it stands today is, again, it's, it's really what it means is um, a structured knowledge product content system. Like it's not, it, it isn't really at the broadness that it should be to really be like talking about the, a strict definition of what component content and management is, right? Yeah. So it's it's sure. it's really it's it's really defining something that's a little bit different, and I think that my contention is that um, depending on how you're slicing it, if you're using kind of like the, the common definition um, as it's used, you know, CCMS, then you're right. Like those systems don't qualify. But if you're using more of a kind of a, a philosophical definition of like a system that manages content as semantic typed components, which are then interchangeable for different experiences, I think headless CMSs very much do qualify. So what you're suggesting is that really this all boils down to the way we decide what the definition of a thing is. Like <laughs> when we pick out, I mean, it's a joke, it's a joke, but I'm kind of serious too. Like the way that we go about naming things, like you, you point to a thing and you give it a name, in this case, component content management system. And the ISO standard is a way to actually do that. It, it's you go, look, we have created this thing that manages content in XYZ ways. Now we create this standard around it and go, if anything wants to be called by that name, it has to fit this definition. And so it's not like a broad description like you're talking about of, well, look, if we if component is, could be any, any sizable chunk that we want to call a component, then there are lots of systems that manage that and we can call those component content management systems. But that is a different thing than saying we've defined what they are and what they need to be. 
And now the only things that are going to get that label are the things that are actually that, that meet those standards. It's not like naming a child where you're like, that kid has this name. And now anytime you use that name, it refers to that kid. But in this case, we've, we've kind of done that. We've said like, here's a list of what a CCMS needs to be. It's big. It's a broad list. Um, and there can be variations within that list. I mean, so you hit linking is going to be one of them, no matter what. I mean, linking's just got to be in that list. Like, if you don't maintain linking between these things, I, I'm not sure you're managing it effectively. You're just a container. You're just a storage place. Um, your drive or something, really. But once you once you once you meet enough of those criteria, the label gets assigned to you now, and we have a way to like refer to that thing. So I I like where you're headed. But here's the problem. But here's the problem with that is that um, not all CCMSs are headless. In fact, most aren't. Well, but but hold on. But the assumption there is like, oh, headless headless CCMSs fit the category. Okay, so since the definition doesn't include headless, well, then that that definition's wrong. Like, but what I'm I'm pushing back on that that exact assumption then that a headless CCMS counts as a CCMS. So I, I, I okay, right. So you and I think that there's there's validity there, um, and I think it is based in the fact that there is. Oh, I know it's valid. <laughs> that there's literally a standard for this, um, but yeah, we're arguing two different things. So my my original argument is like, what's a useful mental paradigm for implementing kind of the philosophies around CCMS, right? Um, so when the standard was written for CCMS, uh, headless probably existed, but it was very much in its infancy. Like it was not a big thing at that point in time. Um, so there was no ability at that moment in time to really consider whether or not these these systems, which are considerably different, um, yep. meet the definition of of what you're trying to accomplish with CCMS. What you end up with is 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 kind of a an odd consequence of of timing. And the thing that I think is interesting about contrasting headless with with CCMS is that the the core intention, which is the ability to predict and remix content, is preserved across both system styles. So the primary difference sure. is that um, CCMSs, by and large, are built off of a known and stable information architecture. Uh, one that is also flexible when it's when it's data, right. um, and this is something that's come that's come up and that comes up fairly regularly. And some uh, headless CMSs have actually brought this up fairly recently as well, um, where they say like uh, data or whatever is is old. It's like aging, blah 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 blah, and that's silly. The reality is that data is stable, um, and data is stable because what you do with and how you build reference content is well understood, right? It's a thing that, you know, we've been doing for a long time and, you know, data hasn't changed much because reference content is kind of the same. Like reference content has the same basic information architecture and you can make changes yeah. to it. You know, that's why data has the ability to, for inheritance. I think we actually did a, a like a, a components on that. Um, but it's not like the types of content applications that you're going after with headless where it's custom to your business every time. Like every business's reference content and knowledge content from an information architecture perspective is pretty similar. And that's why you have something like Ditta, which forms a really 
similar and consistent foundation that everybody can use and benefit from. Um, so that's really where those things are. And, you know, that's how you've gotten these, these two different, you know, kind of styles of structured component oriented systems. You've got headless, which is, you know, roll your own information architecture and you can make it very, very custom to your business. Um, although almost always less sophisticated because, you know, data has had a long time to develop into what it is. And then you have reference and knowledge oriented systems, which work on, um, you know, a foundation of a information architecture, which has been developed over a long period of time by, you know, applying best practices and they can exist inside of the same business. Like they can be part of the same content ecosystem because they support different functions. Um, but at the end of the day, the general purpose of being able to chunk your content up, put it in front of different people at different times for different experiences across different channels does exist across both of these systems. And therefore, I think it's useful to think about when you're talking about component content. So let me grant you that. Let's say, all right. Okay, cool. The accounts, headless, headless CCMSs count as CCMSs. Next question. Do you think those will become sophisticated enough to the point where you can perform roughly the same functions within a headless CCMS? Like, will the systems become so good and so smart that um, a user can go in without having this predefined, well laid out information architecture like you need in DITA to then say, like, the system becomes so good that it's sophisticated enough to deal with the same types of cases that you can create in DITA, but you can do it in a headless way so that the users don't need to know what the information architecture is behind the scenes. Do you think they'll be that good? Well, I think, in, so I think that's an interesting question. Um, and it's actually one that I've spent a lot of time thinking about, but in some ways it's almost kind of the wrong question. Um, so let me start by saying this. I think that that question applies in either direction. Um, you know, will the XML structured world, which is, you know, primarily data, but there's some other, there's some other, um, mm -hmm. information architectures out there. Will it become, will the tools around that develop to the point where they can perform all the same functions that headless CMSs do, and you can have one system rule to rule them all there. Um, and then you can ask the same thing about headless CMSs, like, will they um, import all of the stuff that you need um, from DITA to manage really large volumes of interconnected and, um, you know, reused and all those types of things, chunks of reference content, and you'll have one system there. And I think the reality is that going from the the XML structure perspective, the data perspective to the flatter structure, which is component content, or sorry, which is headless content, those types of systems is much less work than the other direction. So I think that it's, it's, it's highly likely that, that the data CMSs and the other, what are currently considered to be component content management systems will provide uh, very headless-like, if not true headless style, uh, roll your own information architecture that integrates yeah. with their base, you know, with with everything else. There's there's a lot of complexity there too, and I don't necessarily know that it's a good it's a good thing. I, I want to say that too. Yeah. Um, 
going the other direction, I think, is, is, is much more challenging. But it could happen. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. I think you're right that going from headless to going from headless and flat to try to generate some type of um, more strict structure behind the scenes and have a system build a system that can be smart enough to, you know, almost create some type of information architecture as users are inputting information is going to be a much higher bar than we establish what the information architecture is. We have a system that manages it. And then we provide a UI that will funnel the information to the appropriate places and all the user has to do is input what they need. I mean, that's a that seems like a much lower bar because the high bar aspect is already done and it's built into the framework of the XML systems. I don't know that it's built into the framework of the the other systems at this point. It seems like something that that those developers would have to start building and it's gonna that system's gonna have to be really, really smart. Well, I mean, what it really comes down to is that, like, the, and this is, this feels so off topic, is that headless CMSs are really built around um, effectively a tabular architecture. Like, it's like, it's a, it's a form, right? So, like, here's your field, here's your field, here's your yeah. field, here's your field. And, right. Whereas the, the XML CMSs are built around trees, you know, XML is, is a tree structure. Yeah. But a flat tree, is a form. So like a tree with one level performs the same function as a form. It's just at that, at that point in time, it's just a matter of like applying the semantics. So it's very, very easy to go from um, hierarchical to flat. It's very, very difficult to go from flat to hierarchical, uh, which is why like going from XML, that direction is, is much more plausible than going the other direction. Content rules, but it can be a lot. I'm sure you've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear, because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.